Welcome to the Business of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Karen White. If you're a creator or a community maker looking to expand your influence, increase revenue, profit, and productivity, you're in the right place. Join me every Tuesday to learn strategies to elevate your career as a professional influencer. Thanks for joining me on today's episode. Now let's get started. Your Influencer Media Kit is your resume. It's designed to tell brands about the work that you've done in the past, your reach, your audience demographics, your engagement metrics, and past collaborations. What other brands have you worked with? Your media kit should be a reflection of your brand identity and really excite brands about working with you. Now, I have seen hundreds of media kits over the years, and I've also created many for the talent that I've worked with. So over years of refining media kit inclusions, here's 11 essentials I recommend you include in your media kit to impress brands. Now, I was going to make this a list of 10, but I included number 11, which is something that is so often overlooked, and it's the final step in your media kit process. So listen in, let's get started and make sure you get right through to the end of today's episode for that extra recommendation or that extra essential. Number one is pretty obvious. It's your bio. And this should be a fairly short introduction about yourself. It doesn't have to be too long, just a paragraph or two. Introduce yourself to the brand and also include your location. Just the city and the state is useful. When brands are wanting to reach out and collaborate with you, it's useful for them to know where you're based because this will A, give some insights to the audience demographic, but if they're wanting to send you to an event or send you product or do something that requires anything other than just digital content, they will want to know where your base. So do include that somewhere in your bio. Number two is statistics. Again, this is an obvious inclusion. So you want things like your follower counts, your average engagement rates, demographics of your audience, age, gender, location. And if you have a website, traffic for your blog or website. You'll be able to get all of this information from your platform analytics. Number three is your niche. And your niche is the specific topic or area that you focus your content on. So if you're new to this space, understanding your niche, uh, you might still be working it out. But generally, most creators will have a niche and they might focus or they will focus their content around specific areas. So it might be health and fitness, parenting and children, gaming, travel, fashion, cooking, 
whatever your niche is, let the brand know what your primary niche is because it will help them better understand how they can tap into your audience. Number four, previous collaborations. Showcase past brand partnerships, campaigns or sponsored content. Include links to well-performing posts or sponsored content that you've collaborated with brands on in the past, as well as a static image in the media kit. Show off your great work. Get the brands excited about wanting to work with you. And on that, let's move into number five, which is testimonials. Always ask brands for feedback when you've worked with them. Because any positive feedback or quotes from brands that you've worked with really help raise your credibility. Brands want to know that you're professional and easy to work with. We spoke about this in episode 7, How Do Brands Choose Influencers? And also in episode 9, Are You Ready for a Talent Manager? We spoke about the power of referrals between brands. So testimonials can go a really long way to creating that powerful first impression. Number six, make sure you have your contact information on the media kit. Clearly show brands how they can get in touch with you. Have a professional email address your phone number with area code. And if you have a postal address, that's not your home address, you can include that too. I wouldn't be putting my home address out on a media kit for anyone to see. That comes with obvious risks. So only include a postal address if it's secure and it's not your home address. If you need to provide your home address to a brand for a collaboration, you can do that separately once those discussions have suitably advanced. Number seven, update your media kit regularly. There is nothing more frustrating than receiving an outdated media kit from a creator. So keep the stats in your media kit current. Update it at least quarterly or if you've had a growth spurt or successful campaign, jump in there and pump up those numbers. Keep them nice and accurate. And it might be that you've had a new exciting brand collaboration. You want to swap out the previous collaborations that you're showcasing in your media kit. So make a note to stay in there and keep your media kit updated at least quarterly if not more frequently. Now, number eight, precision and consistency. Check your spelling. Do all the links that you've included in your media kit work? Is your bio short and punchy in your unique tone of voice? Is your tone of voice consistent all the way through your media kit? Or does it look like you've cut and paste copy from different documents or something that you've grabbed off the internet somewhere? Are the fonts all consistent and easy to read? Overly fancy or small fonts might look pretty, 
but they are not so easy to read. Show your media kit to a trusted professional or a friend and ask them for some honest feedback. Not just, hey, yeah, it looks great. Ask them for some good feedback so when you are finalising your media kit, you are putting your best foot forward. Number nine, aesthetic cohesiveness. We spoke about how to create your brand your influencer brand look and feel back in episode 10, which is 10 tactics for success as a self-managed influencer. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back because we speak about that in more detail than what we're going to cover in today's episode. To create your media kit, platforms like Canva have a gorgeous range of pre-made media kits that you can customise to match your own look and feel, your brand look. Remember, though, to take the important step of customising the template so you can really stand out from the crowd. Bring a bit of personality to your media kit. Don't just grab a template off Canva and think, oh, that looks good. Use some creative flair. Use the template as guidance and Bring it all together with your brand look and feel. Number 10, digital access to your media kit. If a brand's checking you out on socials and they think, hmm, you look great, I want to work with you, they want to be able to grab your media kit and download it. So have it available via a link in your bio or on your website. Now, if you don't have a website, many creators don't. I have spoken about this, about the importance of this in previous episodes. It's really, really important. But if you don't have a website, Canva actually allows you to publish a free website, which is perfect to host your media kit. In fact, you can actually just publish your media kit as a website if you want to keep it basic. And that will give brands that are interested in working with you immediate access to your media kit. Number 11. Now, this is something that is not usually covered. If you go online and search how to create a media kit, this is one of the most commonly overlooked essential tasks or inclusions for your media kit. And that is a professional cover letter. Remember, Your media kit is your resume. If you are having to send a media kit to a brand, either in response to an inquiry or because you're pitching the brand, your cover letter will be read before your media kit is opened. A short professional cover letter is essential. Now, I've got some wording for you that you can use. Uh, You can tweak it to your own tone of voice and you might want to vary this up depending on whether the media kit has been requested by the brand or whether you're sending it through as a cold pitch. To help you out a little bit more, I'll come up with some extra wording and variations of this wording and I'll link it in the show notes at the end of the episode so you can go through to the website and just copy and paste this wording and use it for yourself. So your cover letter should read something like this. Hello, person's name, or if you don't know who you're dealing with, team, brand name. 
Thanks for requesting my media kit. I'm excited to explore opportunities to work together and you'll find my media kit attached to this email. I'll check in with you again soon, but if you have any questions in the meantime, you can phone me on, pop your phone number in there, or reply to this email. Kind regards, and pop your name in there. That's short, sharp, professional, and to the point. And then the brand will hopefully open your gorgeous media kit and take the next step towards working with you. Now, you might be wondering if I've forgotten to include pricing in the essentials for you to include in your media kit. I absolutely have not. It is my very strong view that you do not include pricing in your media kit because the deliverables of every campaign can vary so much depending on what you're required to produce. So what sort of content are you required to produce? Is it static? Is it video? How many channels do you need to publish it across? Is the brand going to have usage rights? Are they going to have organic or paid usage rights? There's lots of variations to this. And we speak about that in depth over early episodes of this podcast I'll link those again in the show notes. So I do encourage, listen to those if you haven't. The only exception I would make to including pricing in an influencer media kit is that if you are at the very beginning of your influencer career and you're just trying to get your foot in the door. So you might not be ready to negotiate and you are just starting to learn about your profession as an influencer. So you just want to get some experience. In that case, you might want to include some pricing. For example, it could be a price for a TikTok video or a price for an Instagram reel and Instagram stories, whatever your primary channel is. But other than that, please do not include pricing. Use that as a point of further communication with the brand to start negotiating how you can create some really great content together and look for ways to create value and excitement in working together. With that said, go out, make your media kit stand out from the crowd. Make it as unique and creative as you are. Just be sure to balance your creativity with the essential information that brands are looking for when deciding if you're going to be a great fit for working together. If you get this balance right, you are sure to make a great first impression. Go ahead, grab the show notes and resources, including some of the variations to the media kit cover letters from thebusinessofinfluence.com forward slash EP12. That's forward slash EP12. And please join us next week when we chat to the ultimate professional babe, Peter Serres. We have a somewhat cheeky and powerful discussion on how you can use email to increase your revenue as an influencer. Until then, stay creative.